Trauma Therapist Podcast, Episode 63. Passion, dedication, and inspiration. If you're ready... Are you ready to become the best version of yourself? Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support, and it is 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. No more worrying about finding the right provider or scheduling appointments. Cerebral brings it all to you whenever and wherever you need it. To get started on your path towards better mental health, Cerebral is giving you, the Trauma Therapist Podcast listeners, 15% off your first month of online therapy, medication, or both. Get started by going to Cerebral.com slash podcast and use the code the Trauma Therapist. That's Cerebral, C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L dot com slash podcast. And don't forget to use the code the Trauma Therapist to get 15% off your first month. Make 2024 your best year yet. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Please see site for details. You can hear inspiring interviews with amazing trauma therapists. This is it. Right here, right now. With your host, Guy McPherson. All right, folks, before we get started, I want to invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching program for new trauma therapists. You know, when I first started in this field, I knew I was passionate about working with individuals who've been traumatized, but didn't have the confidence, certainly didn't have the skills, and as a result, I didn't know where to start. If that's you, if you're a new trauma therapist just getting into this field, I want to invite you to head on over to westcoasttraumaproject.com, hit on the coaching tab, and see if this is right for you, and let's get started. All right, folks, welcome back to the Trauma Therapist Podcast. My name is Guy McPherson, and this is a podcast where we are talking with master trauma therapists as well as game changers in the field of trauma therapy. Uh, Today, I am so excited to introduce my guest, Tom Cavanaugh. Tom, are you ready to go? I am ready to go, Guy. Thank you. All right. Tom Kavanaugh is an honorably discharged veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps and has a master's degree in transpersonal psychology. In addition, among many licenses, he's a licensed... Are you tired of spending countless hours buried under mountains of progress notes or clinical notes? It's time to focus on what truly matters, which is providing exceptional care to your clients. Introducing Text Expander, your ultimate solution to help you streamline documentation and boost your productivity. I've been using Text Expander for years, and it's one of the tools I use every single day. If you're a therapist, if you're a coach, any content or text you use on a regular basis in your progress notes, for example, your name, address, or even longer forms, paragraphs of notes, or sections of reports, you can create a shortcut for it. Text Expander automatically populates entire paragraphs of text, saving you valuable time and effort, and it allows you to get back to what truly matters your clients. Text Expander is offering the Trauma Therapist Podcast listeners 20% off when you go to textexpander.com slash trauma. That's textexpander.com slash trauma.
master trainer in photo reading whole mind system as well as neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, Tom has created the Release Method, R-E-L-E-A-S-E Method, a multifaceted protocol based upon accelerated learning techniques that release attachment to the effects of post-traumatic stress. All right, Tom, obviously just a little bit about you for our listeners. Uh, Take a step back, just share with us something personal, where you're calling, for example, and then we'll uh, dive in. I'm calling from Ventura, California. All right, so not too far. Right. All right. How long have you been there? Let's see, about two years now. Okay, all right. And what else you got going? Family, anything? What else? Give us any kind of other personal nugget. Yeah, I have two awesome children. Uh, my, my son is a firefighter paramedic, and they call him a fire medic, by the way. Just uh, he'll, he'll be upset with me if I don't say it the right way. And um, he and his lovely wife and, and uh, daughter live uh, in Southern California. And my daughter... Uh, lives in Washington D.C. with her husband, and they um, they have a wonderful life together. So uh, they, all all is good. Awesome, awesome. And before we start, I just want to say thank you for your service. Uh, Marines are pretty awesome, and uh, I yeah, appreciate your support. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so let's start out here. You know, we we start out here. Um, really getting to know you. I mean, this whole podcast really is about to getting to know you, your journey, what's inspired you. And we start out with a quote or a mantra. Share with us, Tom, um, you know, either a quote or a mantra, something that's driven or inspired you in your journey. One of the things that has inspired me in my journey is a search for getting smarter because I, I had a lot of uh, trauma uh, to my head, actually, as I was growing up, and never felt like I was uh, I was quite up to par with everybody else, which is what happens to a lot of people who suffer traumas. They they have uh, traumatic brain injury or or just trauma that affects the way that they think, and so that's what originally inspired me to look at what I would see for the future. How, what what would make me feel as though I was on par with everybody else? And I, I said, you know, our currency for tomorrow is the intelligence that we create today. We have to continually create our intelligence because that's really what's going to give us the spending capital as we move forward. All right. So first of all, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there I kind of want to unpack. So you said you had, had a lot of injuries to your head. Can I ask you what happened? Sure. Uh, the, the first one that I can, uh, I can recall is when I was four, I went to down a hill on a tricycle and they forgot to teach me how to put the brakes on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I went head first into a tree. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, that, that uh, you know, obviously split my, uh, my uh, head open around my eye. Oh and, boy. Uh, that was the first one. And then when I was about eight years old, I, uh, my, somebody was trying to teach me how to skate. And I, obviously I didn't have a lot of balance at that point. So what happened was my skates went out from underneath me and my head went straight back and hit the ice, and and I guess it bounced off because I was knocked out. Oh man! So, so were, were these TBIs? Well, I don't think they had the, the terminology TBI okay. back then, but I'm certain that the effects of it were that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so so you said you had this search for kind of getting smarter. When did that? hit you or or i mean i realize i mean things kind of evolve but when did that uh solidify for you in a sense well it was, actually it was my whole life i was trying to figure out why i couldn't get the 
computations, why I couldn't, you know, understand the strategies and so forth that everybody else seemed to get right away. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, it was pretty much my whole life. I remember that in my ninth grade year, I spent two hours after school every day trying to get algebra. I know a lot of people have trouble with algebra, but I don't think it was to the extent that I did. Although there were some other folks in my class with me who were having some challenges. I just never felt as though I could get it like everybody else could. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so as we move on here, you know, this again is about highlighting your journey, Tom, to to really uh, getting into this field, working in the context in which you work, People get into this field for a variety of different reasons. You know, we have listeners from really all levels of clinical level and skill. Uh, for me, as I've talked about, you know, as I, as I talk about regularly on this podcast, one of my main inspirations was, um, you know, my brother coming back from the Special Forces with, with PTSD from, from Iraq. And I just was so excited to find out what he did, what his experiences were. And I just bugged him and pestered him because he didn't want to share, couldn't share. And I blew it. You know, I just, I just didn't have the knowledge. Um, this was, you know, many, many years ago. And as a result, I've wanted to come back and, and help. So, but tell us, tell us your story and tell us a story. Break it down for us, Tom. What got you into this field you know, when I uh, when I came, went into the Marine Corps, I heard a lot of the same stories that you just shared with me about your brother with other people. A lot of my friends were in Vietnam. I'm from that era. I missed it by six months, very fortunately. Um, I didn't have to go. However, I always had in the back of my mind that there had to be something that we could do to help these people along the way. And I got diverted and rerouted into an entirely different career. And spent 26 years in the automobile industry. And when I decided to retire in 2006, I was exposed to a science called neuro-linguistic programming. And when I started to study that, I discovered how much it could help people in business education and therapy. And that therapy part really caught my attention because I guess it reignited the thoughts about helping people who went through those traumatic events. And what I've discovered through the science of NLP is that it can help people who are war veterans, it can help people who are trauma survivors, and it can help people who are first responders, who see an overabundance or an overwhelming amount of trauma in their their work. So it ignited that passion in me to be able to figure out exactly what it was I could do to work with people. Not being a licensed clinical therapist, I wanted to look at it from a completely different perspective. And so what I adapted was I adapted the processes and took in some other modalities as well and created a a process that's content-free. So it helps people to learn how to let go of their attachment to the effects of trauma and they don't have to get into all of the details and relive the details, which is exactly what you said happened with your brother he didn't want to talk about it. And most people who experience that kind of trauma don't want to relive the details that way. Yeah, yeah. So what was the, you know, you talked about being uh, in the automobile industry for many, many years and uh, found out about NLP. And the founders of that, correct me if I'm wrong, is that Grinder? Doctors uh, Richard Bandler and John Grinder. Grinder, okay. Um, How did the the, 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 the connection 
uh, in trauma happen or working with veterans? When did, when did that come into your scope? One of the people I met in my journey in learning NLP and, and putting the word out that I, I was beginning to create a seminar business in, in teaching the process led me to a Marine Corps officer in the uh, Annapolis, Maryland uh, area. And when I connected with him, we had an immediate bond. We, we both had an immediate um, identification with what the overwhelming need is in our country to help our veterans coming back from the war. One of the things I discovered about this war that makes the trauma so much different than the other wars in military history for our country is that the human mind is hardwired to fear two things, loud noises and falling. And in every other military conflict, there's always been some kind of a notice or some kind of um, an awareness that the trauma was about to happen or, or that the like a bomb was going to go off. Somebody would say, incoming, mm-hmm. and pass it on down. Or you could hear them with an IED explosion, which is what our, our Marines and troops go through, is there's no warning. And a loud noise when an IED explosion goes off and the concussion blast literally throws the body, which is falling. So you have the two things we're hardwired to fear automatically happen. And that's the foundation for what what the onset of PTSD is. So when I spoke to this Marine Corps officer, we decided to collaborate and move forward in affecting this in a way that would help people to the best of our ability to get through as many people as we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just love love how you kind of moved into this field. You know, you said you started off uh, many, many years in, in a different industry and the succession of events led you into this field. And that's very common for a lot of the people I'm interviewing, you know, and uh, as I could imagine too, for our listeners as well. So, you know, as we move on here, and just kind of as, as an aside, I want to, as we move forward, Tom, in this interview, give you the opportunity to get more specific about how you work uh, with veterans using NLP, because I think it's going to be a fascinating um, story to hear. But right now, let's talk about an early mistake you made. You know, when you were working with someone, every single uh, you know, master therapist or individual who's been doing this for many, many years has plenty of them. Share with us the story of one of yours and kind of how that impacted the work you do. I would love to share that because it was such a great learning experience. My first client, what I call my client zero, uh, was a Navy corpsman who had served uh, two tours in Iraq and had been completely, uh, had been discharged with uh, 100% uh, disability for PTSD. And he was the first person that the Marine Corps officer I met in Annapolis led me to. And he was so bad, he actually had a service animal to, to you know, help guide him through life. And when we connected, he was in front of me within two weeks after we connected, we sat down and we, I picked him up at the airport and drove him over to the office and sat down. We did the work. And within four and a half hours, his entire persona completely shifted. 
and he had a massive paradigm shift, and we were really moving forward. I thought this was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I thought I'd come up with, you know, <laughs> this remarkable technique, and it was wonderful, and it was just going to be this easy every time. And so once he was finished, of course, he went on his way back home and um, stayed in touch with him. One of the things that I didn't realize was, is, you know, when you're, when you're helping people release the effects of their um, attachment to the effects of trauma, is it's like peeling back an onion. And there's always going to be another layer to look at because the human subconscious mind keeps memories that are too traumatic to deal with repressed until we're ready to deal with them. And every time you peel one of those layers, more stuff comes up. And so what happened was exactly that. And I had made the impression in my mind that this was going to be a permanent solution. Fortunately, the techniques that I taught him went a long way towards him overcoming most of this on his own. But I did get a couple of phone calls. I remember one of them where he called me up and he said, I couldn't sleep last night. It's back. And, you know, once you release your, the, your attachment to the effects, it's not back. They're gone. However, it might feel that way. And I said, well, why, why couldn't you sleep last night? And he said, I, I just, I had a dream and I couldn't sleep. And I said, well, you know, last week I had, some bad, uh, I had some bad food. I don't know what it was, but woke up in the middle of the night with nightmares. I couldn't sleep either. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. Percent match requires goal for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. <laughs> and he said, you mean it's normal? And I said, yeah, it's normal for us to every once in a while not be able to sleep. And that's the mistake that I made was not educating him enough to what could possibly happen after the new him took over. Because they're never going to be the same as they were. Most people I work with ask me this first question is, can you just get me back to where I was before the trauma happened? And my response is, absolutely not, because you're a different person today than you were then. You can be better than you were. You can be stronger than you were, but you'll never be back to where you were. Mm -hmm. And that's really important for everybody to understand. So you're working with this guy and you're using... Um, I mean, I, I kind of really want to hear how, what specifically you do with NLP. Is it just NLP specifically? Because I know, I know you talked a lot, uh, or in your bio, there's a lot of uh, different things you, you utilize. But share with us specifically what, what you're doing or how you're working with these individuals. Well, because NLP deals with, with mainly process, it's a, it's a, it's a, a modeling process in modeling excellence in, in all things. So when you discover what works in an individual who's a professional at something, you can model those techniques and those processes in someone else and cut down the learning curve. What I've done is adapted NLP so that someone who has trauma can learn how to release the effects of the trauma inside their own mind depending upon which process they go through, whether they're seeing a movie whether they're listening to sounds or whether they're experiencing feelings. And so NLP has allowed me to develop the process 
to work with each of those modalities that we live with in our, in our world. And once they do that, they never have to actually speak about what they're, what they're seeing, what they're hearing, or what they're feeling. All I have to do is ask them where they're at in the process, where their emotions are, and then I give them other techniques during that process to help reduce the emotional feeling and to be able to let go of their attachment to it. They can retain the learnings from the event that they went through and then release their attachment to the negative emotions. And then what I do is I'll bring in, like say for instance, the questions from the Sedona method, which I think Hale Dwoskin's a genius when it comes to asking the right questions to get people to shift their thinking in, in letting go of emotions. And I've combined that with the techniques of NLP to be able to help people empower themselves to let go. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, I recognize in trauma is that when someone's thinking goes into that fight or flight state, they their thinking goes back to the, the, the reptilian part of the brain, the brain or beginning part of the brain, which didn't understand language. And so you have to get them to move out of that traumatic state and that's where the educational kinesiology or, or brain gym comes in. So I've combined all of those together to answer your question. That's how I, I did it. Wow. Okay. So there's, there's a lot here for our listeners and for myself to take in because I think it sounds like you're drawing from a lot of different uh, resources and modalities. And just to go back to this one individu- individual you were, you were uh, kind of citing, the, you know, the, the model for your uh, mistake, as it were, uh, you began working with him, and he. You said he had this amazing paradigm shift. However, um, there, there, you know, maybe could have been some more education about what he could have expected, and to normalize that whole thing for him, um, which is a, a crucial learning, I think. It was absolutely crucial for me because it really helped me with the subsequent clients I worked with to be able to prepare them for things that might come up that they hadn't anticipated. Yeah, yeah. And you talk about, Tom, you talk about different processes that uh, you know, people can go through or that you know, we live our lives in. Um, and how do you decide on which one to work with with a specific client? Or do you work with all of them at different times? Well, I think that having a bigger toolbox yeah. of techniques available is one of the prerequisites for anybody who does our work. I don't think anybody works with one specific, you know, approach. I think everybody in this in this field has a you know acquired knowledge in other in other areas to help people, just through experience, if nothing else, alone. Sure. Um, and and one of the things that I've I've done is um, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of these techniques myself so I could feel the difference, the shift. I could hear how my, the voice inside my own head would change. Do you work specifically with veterans or only with veterans? Or just... Well, I work with veterans. I work with civilian um, uh, people who have experienced trauma in the civilian world. Okay. And I work with first responders, the police officers and, and, and fire department personnel and emergency room uh, personnel, anybody who has uh, had an overwhelm of um, negative experiences when it has to do with trauma. Right, right. And how, I mean, as someone, as a veteran yourself and someone who now works with veterans, because this is a big 
topic in in a lot of the interviews I do, just working with veterans, period. But what what's your perspective on um, the, the 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 different challenges, maybe, uh, of working with veterans? Um, advice you might share with our listeners about working with veterans. Sh- share with us your perspective on that. Sure, I I, uh, I think that working with with our veteran community is critical to our success as a nation, and and that goes uh, uh, throughout history. I think that you'll find that the history of how well a nation does is really determined by how well they treat their their veterans, in, in a sense. So, working with veterans to me is a unique opportunity to the, the experience the challenges that they go through because their world is structured in such a way that they can follow the rules, they can follow orders and so forth. This uh, trauma is not something that follows any rules. Mm. Trauma is different for every individual. It affects each of us in, in an individual level. And I, and I really believe that one of the challenges we have when we help people overcome trauma is we need to give them a direction when they're finished because 80% of someone's life who has trauma is probably spent coping with the symptoms of the trauma. That's my opinion. When you release their attachment to the effects of that trauma, you have 80% of their life is now a void. And you've got to fill it with something because nature abhors a vacuum. Something's going to come in and fill that. And I said, why don't we give them a self-empowerment component? So I took the skills, the accelerated learning skills of mind mapping and photo reading. And I put those into the, com- the component process at the very end so that once they were released from the effects of the trauma, they would necessarily gravitate towards something that would come along that was positive. And the accelerated learning skills, they could now learn whatever they wanted or needed to learn to move forward in life to have a direction. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? It does, and I, I love I love the 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 way you're doing that. And there's something very hopeful, and just um, it, it just makes a lot of sense. And we we know that uh, you know the the effects that trauma has on individuals and uh, how things need to be replaced. You can't just take something away and expect. Uh, as you call it, that vacuum to, to, to stay empty. But you know, you're talking about mind mapping, photo reading. I'm going to have links up to all of this in the show notes page at westcoasttraumaproject.com under Tom's uh, episode here. And uh, let, let's kind of move on, Tom, you know, and get, get to one of my favorite questions here, which is uh, why. You know, I, I believe it's important we know why we're doing something because I feel the answer to that really drives us along in what we're doing. It inspires us. And it's a little different than the question about, you know, what got you into this field in the first place. But share with us why you keep doing this day to day. Well, I, I uh, recently had an opportunity just a couple of years ago to participate in a program um, it was called the NLP MindFest, and my section in that uh, uh, process was titled Mending the Wounded Learner. And I think that when people go through trauma, they become wounded learners in a sense that they don't know how to learn how to get out of the situation they're in, and they don't know how to learn how to move forward in life. They kind of become stuck. And that has always resonated with me at, at a core level of my being that, you know, 
people who feel stuck are never going to be able to move forward unless somebody can help them. And I think it's incumbent upon all of us who have the ability to help people to do that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can I can hear it in your voice, this, this driving force. And you set it out in the beginning. You know, you had these experiences when you were a kid that you kind of can point back to, kind of connect the dots, if you will, that impacted your ability to learn. And, you know, what was it, ninth grade? You're spending these hours after after school in math class, which I had to do too, brought back a, a bad memory of mine. Thanks for that, Tom. Uh, <laughs> but you can hear it in your voice and how it's driving you in what you're doing. And it's really inspiring. And I just think uh, it's so inspiring for our listeners to hear that. And that, that's, that's exactly why I'm doing that, this, this podcast. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Absolutely. So let's, I mean, you, you've done it a lot throughout this podcast, but let's kind of hone in on some advice. You know, again, many of our listeners have different skill levels. They're maybe just beginning their education of trauma-informed care and treatment. Some are licensed, some are not. Some are counselors, some are therapists, whatever. Some are, have been working in this field, but don't think that they've worked with individual, individuals who've been traumatized. That's a fact. Share with us some advice you have for individuals who are just getting into this field. Well, I think I would uh, suggest that they do as much research as possible into all of the different avenues that are available to work with people who have experienced trauma. And, and I know that might sound like a formidable task. However, I think the, the way that you find what resonates with you, what makes you passionate about it, and what gives you the confidence to move forward in this field is finding something that you can identify with that worked for you or worked for someone that you worked with and knowing that you have 100% confidence that that process will work all the time. Now, not everything works for everybody, but at least some part of it will help shift people. I believe that if people were to study NLP, there's a component of NLP which is entitled timeline therapy or timeline techniques. To me, that's one of the most powerful modalities that I have to work with. Uh, there's, a, there's a book uh, authored by Dr. Tad James on the subject of timeline therapy and the basis of personality. I would highly recommend that they start with something like that. I would look at the sound program that is put out by a a company called Centerpoint Research Institute. Uh, Bill Harris created a program that helps people develop a huge uh, or a higher level of threshold for um, anxiety or for trauma or for coping with stress. And I'm a, a personal user of that program. I've used it for almost four years now. And I can tell you that it's helped me tremendously in dealing with a lot of stressful situations. And the other part is I would look at um, working with everybody that you can work with as often as possible to hone your own skill set, to be able to find out what your strengths are and capitalize on your strengths and then Study, study, study to work on the areas where you're not as strong. I would recommend a couple of books. Uh, One of them is uh, Delayed Post-Traumatic Stress Disorders from Infancy, The Two Trauma Mechanism by Dr. Clancy McKenzie. One of the most fascinating books I've read on the subject of trauma. 
and the resiliency advantage by Dr. Al Siebert. Um, the survivor personality is one he wrote also, but the resiliency advantage was the first one I studied. And it talks about how to become resilient, uh, resilient in the face of trauma. Is that it? <laughs> I'm writing down a whole paragraph. All right, so that's 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 a whole lot here. So we start out with um, you know your recommendation to do as much research as possible into the different avenues or modalities, uh, you know, regarding working with people in, in who've been traumatized, and to get to the point really where you. Uh, can have a lot of 100% confidence that it's going to work in a sense. Also, you recommended timeline therapy in NLP. Uh, you referenced uh, Tad James and his book. Uh, the Sound Program, which was put out by uh, uh, Bill Harris, by Enter uh, Point. What was that point? It's Center Point Research Center, Institute. Center Point Research Yeah, the Institute. name of the program okay. is, is called the Hollow Sync Solution. Okay, the Hollow Sync Solution. Again, I'm going to have all these links here. Um, the other recommendation was work with everyone you can work with as often as possible, really to hone your own skill set uh, really, and to discover your strengths and then go back and study where you need to fill in the gaps. Um, moving on, you recommended um, uh, delayed, both that points from infancy, Dr. Clancy and McKenzie, uh, and then the resiliency advantage by Siebert. Okay, now... Uh, this next question is kind of moot in the sense that it's uh, uh, if you could recommend two books. I mean, you've recommended already, I think, ten so far. Um, w- what books, aside from the ones you've mentioned, Tom, have influenced you or inspired you? The Sedona Method by Hel, Hel- Dwoskin. Okay. Uh, phenomenal book. It's a phenomenal program. I think that that uh, the questions that are in the Sedona method, if if someone were to just sit down and go over those questions for themselves on every area of, of um, negative uh, emotions in in their past that they've they've kept alive in their mind, they they would um, find a way to re- release or reduce a, a tremendous amount of them just by those questions alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me. Jump off off here. You know, I mean, obviously, these questions I use are, are not set in stone, as I've said before. But sure, you you come across to me as someone. I mean, you've got so much energy. You've got a lot of passion. What do you think? How do you translate that into the work you do? How do you what do, what do you what do you feel is is one of your strengths as a uh, clinician, counselor, therapist, whatever you want to call yourself, someone who's helping individuals who've been traumatized. What, what do you draw upon? I draw upon my own experiences and I draw upon the knowledge that I've, I've been able to um, acquire in, along this journey, knowing that I've, I've studied with the people who originate a lot of these uh, processes so I know that they work mm-hmm. and I'm 100% confident and 100% congruent when I sit down with someone and they tell me that they want to change more than they want to take their next, next breath of air, that I can help them. Because making a decision is 90% of the work. The rest of it is just follow through. Yeah. Once they make the decision, then all of their own personal resources align behind that decision to support them in achieving that goal. Nice. So let's talk about what you've got going on here. I mean, I'm looking at your website right now. You've got uh, a really good website, by the way. You've got 
well, share with us what's what's up next for you. I mean, are there trainings? Are there any anything you want to make our listeners aware of? Uh, matter of fact, uh, on Thursday, I begin a Brain Gym 101 class. I'm uh, going to be there with Dr. Paul Dennison, the creator of uh, Educational Kinesiology. Uh, we have a four-day training that's going to be here in uh, Ventura. And then I'm a week off, and then uh, my NLP practitioner level class will be held here in Ventura for seven days. And then immediately after that, the NLP master practitioner class for nine days wow. and then I'll be teaching a mind mapping and photo reading class uh, two weeks after that. Okay. And can all this be accessed on the calendar at your, at your website? Yes. Okay. And that's newtrainingstrategies.com. Yes. Again, I'll have all this linked up. All right, Tom, what's the best way? I mean, aside from the website, is that just simply the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, my personal cell phone number is area code 805 746 5648. If you get my voicemail, it just means I'm probably talking to somebody else or working with a client, and I will return the call before the end of that business day. Okay. That's 805-746-5648. Awesome. All right, Tom, you are um, a, a, a powerhouse. <laughs> I mean, I just love talking to you. But seriously, I mean, it's just, you know, when I talk to people, there's something going on in my head saying, yes, you know, I want to refer a client to them. I would feel confident doing that. I certainly would feel confident doing that with you. Um, and I just love the way you shared your story, you know, from the time when you were a kid, skateboard, bike, falling off, hitting your head, and just how that really uh, kind of created your passion, not only to help yourself, but to help others. And that is that is inspiring. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you, Guy. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So um, we will talk soon, sir, and um, be in touch. All right. Thank you very much for having me on the, on the program. Thanks, Tom. Bye now. All right, folks. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. Right now, I want to invite you to check out my coaching program. You know, we've heard it time and time again from master therapists after master therapists on this podcast about how demanding and challenging this field is. This is what I'm doing uh, with my coaching program is offering support to new clinicians, new clinicians learning about trauma and trauma therapy. What I do is I help you gain the skills and the confidence to begin working with trauma clients and to begin utilizing and implementing the interventions that you use. If you're interested in this, if you're passionate about it and you want one-on-one -on -one support, check out the coaching program at westcoasttraumaproject.com and let's get started.